Welcome to Book Me, sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Today, Jan Coates, author of The Hermit. If you've ever thrown up your hands in frustration from dealing with too many people, too much email, and too many Zoom meetings, you might have said, I want to become a hermit. It's a rare person, though, who follows through and chooses to live with minimal human contact and without so-called modern conveniences. Jan Coates has written a middle-grade novel which revolves around a hermit whose existence changes lives in a community, thanks to the curiosity and bravery of a few boys who discover the man and his secrets. Jan, welcome to Book Me. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and have a chat with you. You're a writer, so you know something about the need to uh, get away from distractions so you can work. (laughs) What got you interested in making a hermit a central character? I guess um, a couple of things. When I was growing up, and I feel like I grew up in Truro, and for most people who grew up in a small town, there was always someone in the town who was reputed to be a hermit, you know, someone that no one ever saw. And so every time I would walk by that person's house in Truro, I would always, it was sort of a mix of terror that I might see him, but also curiosity as to what he would look like. And I don't think I ever did see him. So that's probably where the story began all those years ago. Um, But really it began about 10 years ago when uh, I was on a writing retreat down in the Port Jolly area and just sort of wandering around in the woods. And I just began thinking, wouldn't it be cool if I just stumbled upon someone who was living here? And then I started thinking, or would I be scared? (laughs) And because I'm a fiction writer, I I knew that I would be more interested in talking to them than scared of them. And um, another... uh, reason that there's a hermit in this is that I read, I don't know how many years ago, five or six years ago, the story of the North Pond hermit who lived in uh, Maine. And uh, he went into the woods when he was 20 and stayed for 27 years during which he didn't speak to a single person. I was just fascinated by that because, as you said, we all sort of feel like escaping sometimes, um, but very few of us ever do. So I guess that's that's how it came to be a hermit in the story, although it is Danny's story, but the hermit is central. Well, a hermit does seem to reject uh, all the comforts and conveniences and conventions we cling to. And as you suggest, that can lead to people projecting all kinds of negative traits onto hermits. They're scary beings. What are Danny and his friend Ben's first impressions when they stumble on his place in the woods? Yeah, I guess they're... Um He's playing the bagpipes when they come upon him, so they're fairly deep in the woods, and um, they can't tell that it is the bagpipes for a while. And when they eventually see him, um, their first impression is, that is so cool. Because, of course, kids love to just sort of hang out in the woods and explore and look for mysteries, and to think that somebody um, was living there, um, yeah, they're cool. They think he's very cool, but they're also very interested as to uh, how he came to be there. And Danny, of course, feels um, and some sort of strange connection to him from the first time he sees Humphrey. And uh, we find out about that as the story develops. But as soon as Humphrey senses that someone's watching him... That's right. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he picks up the axe because uh, he's <laughs> not used to anyone finding him. <laughs> so what makes Danny go back a second time on his own? Yeah, he has this 
um, there was something about the hermit's eyes, which of course he could only see from a distance. And uh, he begins sort of rooting around and um, discovers that Humphrey's eyes look a lot like Danny's late Nana's eyes. And so then he begins to, begins to dig really deep into his family history and uh, uncovers some secrets. Now, there is another young character in The Hermit, uh, Danny and Ben's teammate on the soccer team, Teddy. Why did you create him? So Teddy is there for a couple of reasons. Um, I feel like all my books um, have an underdog in them. Um, those are the people who I'm most interested in. And um, I guess in some ways he's sort of a parallel character to Humphrey. So he's the kid that always gets left out because he's a little bit strange and not like all the other kids, which, of course, as adults, we know happens. Uh, kids get left out because people don't bother to get to know them. And in this case, um, uh, Danny and Ben do get to know Teddy, and he makes a positive contribution. Um, a couple of years ago, one of my favorite um, writers for kids is Jacqueline Woodson. She's an American, and I got to hear her speak uh, when I was in Vancouver one time. And she said that books need to be mirrors for kids where they can see themselves reflected, but also windows where they can see into other people's lives. So I feel like the teddies in the world uh, need to see themselves in stories, especially in a positive light. We discover there's a secret in Danny's family that ties him to the hermit. What questions do you open for young readers when they come across this? Yeah, I guess it's um, the idea of what you know, life was so different in the 1940s and 50s. And um, every family, of course, as we know, has some sort of family secret that isn't sort of talked about widely. Um, in this case, it's someone getting pregnant uh, before they were married. Of course, these days, that's not uncommon. And a lot of times, kids come before marriage. But um, it was taken very seriously in the 40s and 50s. And uh, people were whisked away, and, and the, the pregnancy was hidden. and um, yeah, so I guess it would be an interesting thing for kids, but I don't think they would understand the seriousness of it, and Humphrey and the parents try to explain it. But uh, yeah, it would certainly be a conversation starter. Now, in The Hermit, you also link young readers to uh, elements of the adult world that often take place well above their heads. And I'm thinking of development pressures on favorite recreational lands, which in turn, in this book, leads to activism to counter that. What made you decide you wanted to weave that into the plot? Yeah, so that's sort of the, there are two plots side by side, I guess, the, the Humphrey story and then also the soccer field story, and of course they're connected in the end. Yeah, I don't know, I feel like part of it might have been, well, two things, Greta Thunberg, of course, who was in the media all the time while I was writing this. And, and who's and referenced in the book. Yeah, and she was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. And when I was actually doing the final editing, I had to change it because I didn't know if she was going to win or not, <laughs> which, which she did, but uh, maybe some year. Um, yeah, so I love that, that, that kids are really getting in the media, in the limelight, uh, standing up for what they believe in. And so I thought, well, that's a good thing, a timely thing, I guess, to include in this book. And when my kids were little, um, felt like for years we did uh, fundraising for the playground and playing field at the Wolfel School. And um, I just think that's great for kids to be involved in any sort of community thing, especially when it's something like a soccer field that they uh, benefit from. We find out that uh, the hermit, Humphrey, or Sir Humphrey as he's known to some people, doesn't just stay out there in the woods chopping wood. He's a luthier. Now, I understand there's a, a personal reason for that. 
Yeah, so my dad uh, owned a music store for most of his life, um, and my brother continues to own that music store, Mingo Music in Truro. So my dad unfortunately died very young at the age of 65, and uh, he didn't ever get to retire, but um, he had a collection of about 50 antique uh, fiddles that he was going to refurbish in that retirement, and um, I don't know the Luther thing. And as well, I remember I read an article about someone in Cape Breton who was making instruments by hand when I was writing writing this book, and uh, yeah, so I guess those two things came into Humphrey becoming a luthier. Now, as someone who spends a lot of time writing at a computer, how do you make time to reconnect with nature, such as Humphrey has? Oh, yeah, I guess I I love to spend time in the woods. Uh, We have a dog, and we also have a couple of trails very close to where we live, so I'm in the woods almost every day, I guess, but uh, when I was a kid, it was such a huge part of my life. My sister and I were always looking for mysteries, and, you know, I'm sure that's part of where Humphrey was born. We have a cottage on a lake, too, so I get to spend lots of time, and I love to go to the beach, so, yeah. My kids both live in cities now, and I worry that they don't... uh, especially the one who lives in Toronto, doesn't get to go in the woods as much as I wish he could. Now, this is designated as a middle-grade novel, not as a young adult novel. How tricky is it to hit the right niche for your readership? Yeah, kids always ask me that when I'm doing school visits, which I'm doing virtually this year. I always say, honestly, I feel like I'm kind of still 11 inside. I feel like all adults have that type of thing (laughs) where there's a certain age that you just kind of have that inside you forever. And for me, it's 11. I don't know. I guess you're kind of on the cusp of adulthood or something. But I don't know. And I love kids that age. I I feel like before they become adults is such a a fleeting but wonderful time. And uh, yeah, so all my novels are are middle grades. So written for sort of, depending on the reader's ability, from grades three to seven. Well, Jan, thank you very much for joining us on Book Me. Oh, that was great. I loved your questions. It was really interesting to to rethink the book. (laughs) Jan Coates is the author of The Hermit. It's published by Nimbus. If you'd like to comment on a podcast like today's with Jan, our email address is info at bookmepodcast.ca. If you want to hear more conversations with people who create books in Atlantic Canada, the authors, illustrators, editors, and designers, we have dozens on BookMe. Tell everyone you know who's a reader. Whenever we add a new interview, we post an alert on Instagram, at BookMePodcast. And if you're in the Lunenburg County area, you can hear one of our podcasts every evening on the nonprofit radio station CHLU, 93.7 FM, just before sign-off around 9 o'clock. Book Me is sponsored by Nimbus Publishing. Our producer is Robin Grant. And our digital hermit, who escapes to the wilds as often as possible, is Laura Hines. I'm Costas Halavrezos. Now, let's go read. Read.